Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Grace. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gather in your name that you are here among us. And we thank you that you're here. We praise you and thank you and expect for revelation knowledge from heaven. We know that you want us to win, that you want us to know how to live in your kingdom and be overcomers. And so we are thanking you and praising you, Lord, for that revelation today. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. He's so exciting. And I've been going through something, and I felt like he wanted me to share a little bit of that with you. And um, I had been going through some persecution and not liking it and kind of feeling sorry for myself. So it turns out I found out from him. And I want to read to you what Paul said about grace because God told me I was being like Paul, you know, and he cried out to God and um, he, he said, get me out of this mess. I can't take it anymore sort of thing. God was saying that, you know, I was crying out to him really not to get um, him to do anything, but I was being like feeling sorry for myself. And so I want to read to you in the King James um, Version what was going on here. And Paul said in um, 2 Corinthians 12, 7, Least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Least I should be exalted above measure. And so first of all, I want to say that when you go and you do what God is calling you to do, and not only, you know, um, to, to um, speak his message or you know, anything in particular, but just as being a Christian, you know, we're going for Jesus. We're doing that greater work. When we live in his kingdom, when we're doing his thing, the enemy is going to come against us and try to stop us. And that's what Paul was saying, that to keep him from having too much revelation. And, you know, in order to live in the kingdom of God, you have to have revelation. You have to get to the place where you have understanding. And isn't that what James tells us to count it all joy whenever Satan comes against us? Because we're going to get to the place after we have patience and endurance, after we understand the kingdom operations, where how the kingdom operates. So we're going to get to the place where we're not lacking anything. So certainly Satan is going to come against us. So we don't have too much revelation. So we're not in the place where we don't lack anything. Um, he's going to try to take that from us. And Jesus said the same thing in Mark 4. He said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to try to come and take it from you. And what is the word? The word is God. In the beginning was the word, and the word is God. So he's trying to take God from us. And when he takes God from us, he's taking revelation knowledge from us. He's taking our faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So he said, at least I'd be exalted above measure. At least I have too much faith. At least I get to that place where I'm not lacking anything. Satan sent one of his messengers to buffet me, to try to keep me from having the Word of God. If we don't have the Word of God, we're lost. If we don't have God, if we don't have revelation knowledge, if we're stuck on something else, which is his goal, then we're not going to be that overcomer we're called to be. 
So in verse 8, he said, This thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Isn't that what we do? We're begging God, take this away from me. I can't take it anymore. You know, um, we're begging God to do something. And that's what God was showing me, that I was begging him. I was telling him I couldn't go on. And, you know, this was a terrible thing. And then what did God say? Paul said, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, Paul said, most gladly, therefore, I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He got a revelation. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, and necessities, in persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So there he was telling us actually what he was going through. Infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, distresses for Christ's sake. And, you know, Jesus said, go for me. But at the same time, he said he bore. The thing that God was saying is receive what was done for you. Jesus went through all this for you, and of course, when um, you go for me, when you prove my will is good and perfect, when you get healed, anything that you do as representing God, you're going to get persecuted for, and we are to expect it, and not be feeling sorry for yourself, but expect it. And then, you know, the thing is that Jesus bore all that for us, and so all we have to do, what really God was saying to Paul, is receive what I did for you. Just receive it. Receive what Jesus already did for you. Take that authority he gave you. Be glad in those persecutions because, you know, when Satan comes against you, you know, count it all joy because you're going to get to that place as you go through this. You're going to get to the place where you don't lack anything. And, and you know, Satan is just trying to stop you. He's trying to stop you just like he tried to stop Jesus. He's just trying to stop you. He's trying to stop you from having revelation knowledge, to be exalted above measure so that you can be the overcomer that God called you to be. That's really all that's happening right there. And, you know, as we read in Isaiah 53, which I wanted to read that to you, he bore our grief, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken and smitten and afflicted by God. So wouldn't that be above measure to not be ignorant and not think he was just afflicted by God and know the truth that actually he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, a chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. That would be exalted above measure, to have revelation knowledge, to get it. God is asking us to get it. He's saying, you know, he was saying to me, you're wallowing in self-pity. And, you know, that got me off my feet because I'm like, wow. And he said, what you need to do is get up and keep doing what you were doing and stop letting him control you. Stop letting him control you. Stop feeling bad about yourself. Stop taking on that criticism that he's trying to give you. And actually, that one word that we read in reproaches, that's criticism. He's trying to get you to stop doing what call what God called you to do. He was trying to get Paul to stop doing what God called him to do. 
You know, and he told you exactly what he was going through in verse 10. Reproaches, infirmities, necessities, persecutions, distresses. You know, he's working for God and he's having all this stuff happen to him. And, you know, if I didn't say it, I felt like God said, you're acting like Paul did. And that's how we got this message. And that's how we're to the place where I'm sharing it with you. I went through it. God told me what's going on. And I've gone through persecutions before. And I guess I felt sorry for myself before. And God got me through it. And But this time, it seemed different. And sometimes God uses what I go through to share with you. And we're all going through the same thing. If you stand up and start going for God, then he's going to come against you. He's going to try to stop you. He's going to persecute you. He's going to get people to condemn you and criticize you because he's trying to get you to quit. But we're called to be overcomers, so we shouldn't be taking that on. We should be just saying, like Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do what I'm called to do. I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to be in the book of life. You're not going to control me. I'm in control of you. Didn't Jesus say that? All power in heaven and earth has been given to me, and now you go and do what I was doing. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. You know, he told us who we were in him. And so we shouldn't be going to God and going, oh, this is so bad, and poor me, and I can't go on anymore, and, you know, this is it, and, or what about healing? God, you know, I don't see anything happening, and we do that. You know, we look so much in the flesh, and we're supposed to be walking in faith. I don't see anything happening, you know, I guess you're not going to heal me. Do you want me to do this other thing that I wasn't going to do because I was believing you were going to heal me? Or, God, I don't see it yet. You know, I, I thought that this was my provision and I don't see it. And, and God, this and God, that. And we're all feeling sorry for ourselves. And, you know, I tried this and I tried that and it's not working. And is that is the word really true? And that's the enemy. He's coming into your thought life. And that's why we take captive every thought and make it line with the Word of God because He's trying to control us in our thought life. That's what He does. And, you know, if somebody criticized you, He plays that over and over and over in your mind and what they said to you or even how you felt. And sometimes things that aren't even real or didn't even happen, He creates in your thinking with a vain imagination. That's all about you. Poor you, and God is truly saying, "Come on, you know the, you know you have it. You have the insight. You have the revelation knowledge. If you hang out with me, I'm going to tell you what's going on. If you get on your face every morning, He's going to tell you what's up. He's going to get in your face if He needs to get in your face, like He got in my face. He said, "You're wallowing in self pity. Get up and do what you're called to do. Stop believing Him." You know, sometimes we do that. You know, we know the truth. It's supposed to set us free. And it does if we go to it. But even though we know the truth and the enemy comes, as soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear the truth, he's going to come and he gets you to say like, well, do I really believe this? And he gets you to look at what you can see. And he tries to persuade you to let go of that word, that truth, that'll set you free. He's so good at what he does, and, you know, he's trying to do that. He's trying to control you in your thought life by getting you to think his way, his thoughts. He has a ploy. He has a plan.
to get you off the word. And Paul was a threat to him. You know, if the enemy is coming against you and you're getting persecuted, that's a really good thing. Jesus said they hated me, and so they're going to hate you. So whatever you're doing for God, whether you're proving that he's the healer or he's your financer, it should be all, the above, all of the above if you're going for him. But wherever you are in your life right now, whatever place you're in, if you're being persecuted, that really is, like James said, count it all joy. Count it all joy and let patience and endurance have its perfect work in you. Because you know what? You're going to get through this. You're going to get to the other side. But you have to push through and believe no matter what you see, no matter who's coming against you, what you hear. And the only way you can really do that is like Paul said, I'm going to glory in your strength and me. Get up every morning and let him strengthen you. Let him be that word that you meditate on. Let him correct you. He's going to get you to the place where you are strong in him and you are going to be able to endure and you're going to be able to have patience to get through to that place where, okay, you're not going to lack anything because you get it. Because you get it. And just because you get it the first time doesn't mean that you're going to get it the second time if you don't stay in the Word. You can't do anything without Him. And so no matter what you're going through today, I just want to encourage you you know, to count it all joy, to expect Satan to come against you. Jesus, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And again, the word of God is God, right? In the beginning was the word and the word is God. God is faith, right? Faith comes by hearing the word. When you hear God, when you, when you have communication with him, you're going to have faith. And Satan is just trying to cut you off from that. That's what he's trying to do, trying to get you focused on the problem on what they said to you or what they did to you or on that physical thing that you have going on in your body or, you know, whatever he can get you to focus on, whatever he can get you to worry about, to be concerned about, you know, sometimes um, just a little thing that doesn't seem like it's a bad thing to be worrying about is the thing he turns into a major thing because as a man thinks, so is he. Whatever you worry about is what you're thinking about, and what you're thinking about is what you're meditating on, and what you're meditating on is going to come out your mouth, and what you say is what you get. The Word of God tells you that. It just reminds me of one morning I was asking God a question, and He said, what you say is what you get. Is this going to happen in my life? And He said, what you say is what you get. God gives so much revelation in just a sentence or two. What you say is what you get. God is so good. He's so in love with you. If you want Jesus to come live on the inside of you and be your God, you know, if you're willing to be committed to Him and live in goodness, God is just trying to teach us how to live in His kingdom, to be saved in every area of our life. He's not trying to take from us, but to give to us. He is. And when He gives to you, it's more than you can ask or think. He has a good plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that. I know the plan I have for you. It's for your good, not for evil. And Satan is just going to try to steal all of that from you. But you are in authority of that. That's why I said to Paul, my grace is sufficient. Jesus came. He showed you who I am. I'm in love with you. I bore your sickness, your disease, your, your sorrow, your pain. Everything has been done for you. I've given you me. I live on the inside of you. Whatever you say will happen. I've given you authority over the enemy. 
Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Now you go do it. So I had to say, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. I'm not listening to you anymore. Get behind me. I'm listening to God. I believe him. I believe him, and I don't believe you. He said he's given me his power and authority, and I have it, and I can do what he called me to do. And the persecutions aren't going to bother me. I'm going to glory in them because he's going to come up inside of me and be stronger than I was before because I have his strength to overcome this. His truth is what sets me free. And you can do the same thing. And if you want to live that life, that abundant life, John 10.10 says the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you live for him, it's just going to tear your life apart. But Jesus came that you may have life and have it to the full. And that life comes by faith in him. You have to have faith in him. That's how you live that life. If you live the other life, you're really having faith in the enemy. And in the darkness, in the doom and the gloom. And so when he comes to the doom and the gloom and you agree with that, then he's going to bring that darkness in your life. If you agree with Jesus, he's going to bring you that abundant life. If you want him to come live on the inside of you, you know, he said to the disciples, it's better that I go. And the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, will come live on the inside of you. And he'll be your standby, your counselor, your comforter, whatever you need. He's going to be that for you. And so when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he does that. And he's there all the time. And you can ask him for anything. You can say, what's going on in my life? You're going to say, you can say, correct me. You know, um, you can say, what's wrong with me? And he'll say, you're wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> get up, get going. He's there for everything. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of things that he said. And he's going to teach you how to live in his kingdom and then how to move in with him when you leave here. So if you want to ask him to come live on the inside of you, I'd love to pray that prayer for you. You have to know that he gave up his life for you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He shed his blood so you can be right with the Father. You can mess up and be forgiven. He's got it all covered. His grace is sufficient for us. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you for each person listening and each person asking. I just thank you for them right now, and I thank you that you would let them feel your presence as, you, as we ask that you come and live on the inside of us and fill us with your spirit. Teach us how to live your life, our lives your way. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you're just a breath away, just a breath away that we can call on you anytime that you really do come and live on the inside of us. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you. We welcome you. We ask you to teach us and remind us and get us on that path that leads to the good life. You said in your word that you are knocking on the door of our heart. And I believe you've been doing that for each person listening. And I thank you and praise you, Lord, that you've given us the power to open that door. And that you're going to come in and hang out with us. And we just love you and praise you for that. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. I have contact information at the end of my video. If you said that prayer, look at the word. He is his word, and that'll keep you strong. And when the enemy comes against you, just keep looking to the word. You keep looking to the word. You let God correct you. You ask for revelation knowledge, and he's going to give it to you. You know, I didn't even know um, 
what I was doing for a video today until he said grace. And then all of a sudden he started telling me that I was like Paul and he was whining to God. And then I was to share that today. Revelation knowledge. God knows what we need to hear. And it's so much more um, exciting for me when I get to share what God did in my life. And I think it's more exciting for the person listening when we have real life stories to go with it. So it's not just hearing the word and just saying, okay, I heard it and you put it aside. But when you apply it to your life, when it's applicable, (laughs) it's so much more exciting to live it. God is so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.